1: Numbers told the story, they always do. one so of those idiots who believe in analytics, this is a
2: numbers game with Gil Alexander gone Visain. Hour number two of a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all proudly brought to you by BetMGM. It is Gil Alexander, Kelly Bidlin in the Hizzy. Kelly Midlin Bidlin, who is a uh, fight through no college football guessing lines this week, the segment that everybody loves.
3: What are we supposed to guess anymore?
2: Well, there were more. There were more bulls than just the four you did
3: last time. Yeah, that, that's true. That's yeah. true. The people miss it, man. I mean, I, I mean, we're being honest here. I've seen lines at this point. Oh, sorry. now yeah, Would I right. remember them?
2: <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> so we'll rename the segment. Kelly Bidlin guesses lines he forgot already. <laughs> He's
3: already seen one. <laughs> two weeks
2: ago. <laughs> that's right. That's a that's a whole new whole new spin to it. Uh, we didn't do our pro tip of the hour last hour. Shame on us. When it comes to uh, contests like Survivor, or even just betting futures in general, you should always consider ways to lock in a profit. Maybe you don't want to at that moment, but at least run the numbers. Get used to that exercise, whatever the betting vehicle might be. It's your pro tip for the hour. We do one every hour on VEASAN across every show. So that means at least 20 every day. They're all available for VEASAN Pro subscribers only at VEASAN.com, where you can sort them by sport and By show. We get tweets at Beating the Book, as you might imagine, Uh, much of that in response to uh, Joe Pita's two segments. This is, it's not juice if you win. Uh, That's his uh, Twitter handle. He says, yeah, the big fly in the ointment is most people won't have 75K a week or more to hedge. Uh, Pretty sure my wife would kill me if I put 7K on Houston. Guess I should have worked on Wall Street. Uh, like Joe, but he adds, he goes, that was a great segment though, Gil love that content. Yeah. And I tried to point that out, right? Like I tried to say, it is absolutely, this is is not for everybody, right? But if you have the means and it gets you thinking that if you did, this is what you ought to do. Uh, Steve Fezzik, who has been on the show many times, he's back to back winner of, uh, the Hilton super contest. He, uh, he, he, he got ahead of this yesterday. Steve really wanted to chime in on this. Uh, and Steve text or not text, he tweets. He says, Joe Pita, former Wall Street trader, apparently lives in a world where transaction costs are not discussed. I speak for the majority of the sharps here. Mark that down, Kelly, that uh, Steve is the uh, spokesperson for all the, I all saw the sharps. You know, I saw it. Mark that down. I,
3: I was like, you can speak for me, Steve. Uh, absent
2: transaction costs, his strategies are spot on. With VIG, we. He's speaking for all the sharps. We strongly disagree with all these minus EV bets. And he tagged me so that I uh, hopefully would say that on the air. And I did. This is from buy high, sell low. You know, I like that. Caught the last segment of Joe Pita's spot on a numbers game. Pure gold. Amazing breakdown of the numbers involved in advanced strategy that newer players might not understand and grasp. That's what puts this show a heads and shoulders above the rest. Well, that's very kind. Appreciate you. Thank you. Um, all, th- all thanks to Joe Peta. That had nothing to do with me. Rich PSM, hedge, hedge 25% of my TCU conference. I'm um, not sure what he means by that right there. Get from August t- to win. <clears throat> oh, to win. Yeah, a little to typo win the conference. there. <laughs> to win the conference. Okay, from August. Thanks to Chris Felica, uh, who was on this show giving that out. And I'm very satisfied, especially considering how the TCU OC screwed up overtime. Oh, boy, did he ever. By the way, we never talked about this. Max Duggan. And my one hundred to one ticket, which I knew was not going to get there, Kelly.
3: Yeah, but he, what a great bet!
2: Anyways. What a great bet! He ends up, he ends up a distant second to DC Zone Caleb Williams, DMV shout out, first Heisman Trophy winner ever from within the borders of the District of Columbia.
3: Yeah, one hundred to one that finished in second in the race that you were in. I, it's, it's hard to beat yourself up over a bet like oh,
2: no, that. I'm not beating it up. Where would that have landed in our Hall of Fame bets of the year? Oh, well. Between the Braves and Ole Miss and the Warriors and Boncaro. Well,
3: make make sure to check out around the holidays when you might see Gil and I go over those, some of those bets. Mm-hmm. But for you, I'm going to guess it's right in between two and three.
2: Well, if it had cashed anyway. Uh, Xavier82, Ah, I missed Joe Pete alive on the show. Can't wait to watch the replay later today for ideas on hedging. It's not just for gardeners. I don't know what that last part meant. Anyway, all of our shows, by the way, uh, in podcast form. Not just a numbers game, but all of our shows in case you missed it at com slash
3: podcast. And watch over at com. A lot of those graphics uh, will help with some of the math as he's explaining it. Yeah. I think that would probably be the best way to take it in. Joe, awesome guy. Love having Joe Pete on whenever we can. Really nice and extremely intelligent, uh, Joe, where it's just some of that's way over my head. That was the smartest conversation I've had in weeks. Had to kind of double
2: back, redo the math. Got a little mathy in here. (laughs) Doesn't do that every day. Apologize. Um, This gentleman, by the way, Numbers Game podcast Tuesday through Friday. Numbers Game, case you missed it on the Numbers Game feed, Monday, guessing lines, Thursday. The Megapod on the beating the book feed, and this gentleman was kind enough to join us on the Megapod this past Thursday for his inaugural uh, tour of the Megapod. It's our own Mike Pritchard, Pro Football Blitzes. Mike Pritchard, how you doing, Mike? I'm doing great. How you guys doing? I'm good. Did you survive the? Tell me the truth, Mike. When you went through yeah. the Megapod experience, was a little part of you. Um, What's with this guy over here on the right? Was a little part of you with Todd Wishnev? Tell the truth. It's just me Um, and you talking.
1: Not really. You know, I've been into some hostile environments over my years. (laughs) Uh Gil. Yes. Uh, I didn't know what to expect, but it was all good, man. Todd was great. And uh I think I went two on one on your megapod. Yes, you so. did, baby. Yes, you did.
2: I was gonna say, is Daryl Green sitting across from you at the line of scrimmage or Todd Wishnev on a megapod? Like which was more harrowing? I think oh, it's, you know. I broke Daryl Green's arm. I don't know if you know that. Oh uh, dude, every I time did. we talk, you tell me something new, I my God. I, I also feel like
3: did Prish is just trolling me more and more now. Like, every time he's on, he looks more like he's a coach at the University of
2: yes. Colorado already. That's <laughs> oh, <laughs> true. That's <laughs> a great one. First, wait a minute. Two things. First, how did you break his arm? Let's close that. Uh...
1: Well, it was an accident. I think he was trying to tackle me. Because I was in the slot, right? And Daryl yeah. normally played outside, whether it was on Michael Haynes or Speed Guy or not. And um, I caught, I think it was an option route. And, you know, I was pretty good after run after the catch. So uh, he tried to make a tackle. And Daryl Green is not the biggest guy in the world, right? He was fast, fleet of foot. Uh, but he went in there and with his arm and um, hit my knee, and I, I think I, I cracked that arm there.
2: He played with that cast on his arm the he rest did. of the year, I believe. He did. Yeah, yeah, he did. You remember that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I sure do. Yeah. I sure do. Warrior, warrior, absolutely. And what about what Kelly's saying? You're 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 legitimately wearing a Colorado <laughs> Buffaloes, a shirt that would be worn on a sideline, Mike. Let's break some news once and for all. Come on.
1: No, 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 no. I'm not wired to be a coach. Uh, okay. I, I think uh, Coach Prime is assembling a fine, fine coaching staff out there. I'm just representing. You know, I I don't know if I'm ever going to take down these jerseys because of connecting the dots for, for what's yeah. going on with the program right now. But just representing. Uh, it's a proud moment uh, as a CU buff. Okay. This
2: week in the National Football League. Yes, sir. Um. Let's start with the Saturday games. Let's just start with Miami, Buffalo specifically, because Tua's coming off a really bad performance. And I'm Mm -hmm. curious where you as a former player and as a wideout stand on Tua and then where you stand on this game.
1: Well, I I think um, the league has caught up to what the Dolphins are doing. And I've been saying this for a few weeks in terms of uh, not being able to implement the running game or get the running game up to par or where it needs to be to kind of complement what they're doing in a passing game. So if you saw that game against the Chargers, even go back to the 49ers and how teams are just sitting on routes now, sitting on break points, sitting on end cuts, sitting on tendencies that Tua likes and enjoys. And once that starts to happen, okay, what are your answers? What, what are your solutions here as a team? Well, a lot of teams run the football and they start, they try to get physical other teams. They try to break tendencies if they can. Right. And I I think when you have McDaniel as a new head coach, play caller and a quarterback situation, it's tough to break tendencies that way. Uh, Another way is to create matchups. And so one time in that game against the Chargers, they created a matchup. They singled up Tyreek Hill and it, it scored a touchdown. Uh, but they didn't get back to that. They couldn't get back to that. And and certainly the adjustments were there too for the Chargers. So uh, with that said, I I think Miami is exposed right now uh, and they have to change their ways. If they don't, it's going to be the same story offensively uh, week after week. Is there a chance they don't make the
2: postseason here, Mike?
1: Tough schedule. Yeah, it's a tough schedule. There is a chance. There's always a chance. I mean, we've seen slides before, just like we've seen the last two years, teams in the NFC get hot like you think about the Rams get hot after they added pieces and then same thing with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers getting hot after their buy. So yeah, absolutely. I, I thought the Ravens uh, was, they had a potential sliding. They got to the win the dub uh, uh, against the Pittsburgh Steelers. So we'll see what happens there. But uh, no, there's, there's a number of teams that I think that are have the potential of sliding here.
2: What about the Niners and the Seahawks tomorrow night? Again, uh, Brock Purdy, we think, though we're <laughs> not sure, I guess at this point. Uh, they're down to a three-point favorite against the Seahawks. No Debo. We know that for sure. Yeah. Um, how do you feel like the Niners are, are going to be able to overcome that?
1: Well, I like the Seahawks on the teaser. I mean, at my former teams, and, and and anytime I can catch them as a dog, uh, I'm looking at that situation. Uh, it's a divisional game, and I know what happened the first time around, but Seattle uh, knows better this time around, and it's a tough place to play up there uh, on a short week. So Brock Purdy or not, the quarterback position uh with those two guys who is, who have been involved with this system with Kyle uh, I, I wouldn't think there would be that much of a fall off. Now, if Brock doesn't play, uh, yeah, you're, you're going to see a completely different game plan. And then uh, on a short week on top of that, too. So you look at the total set with 43 and a half over there at the south point. Uh, but I do with the fact that we do have this type of a total situation and we do have Geno completing over 70 percent of his passes And those two weapons uh, that he has. He needs a running game. But I do like to see Ox teaser, though.
2: Who's who's the guy of the young quarterbacks that you believe in the most? Is it Mike White? Is it Brock Purdy? Who's the guy? Or who's the who's the guy that you think is a little overrated?
1: Wow, over those guys, those two. <laughs> well, I'm just throwing out a couple. I mean, Maybe there's somebody yeah. else. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm curious about Ritter. To be honest with you, yeah. I, I think the creativity down there in Atlanta could help him out. Um, yeah, I, I was going over how many backup quarterbacks or how many backup quality quarterbacks are in the league right now uh, and who can you trust. I mean, uh, if, if I had to trust anybody, it would be the quarterback situation in San Francisco because of Kyle Shanahan. I mean, he is mm-hmm. he is fantastic, though, uh, you know, when it comes to playing and calling and, and certainly what he can do with his personnel.
2: Okay, so you like the Seahawks in a teaser. Real quick mm-hmm. here in 15, 20 seconds, the, 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 yes, sir. the play you like the best for the entire weekend would be? Um,
1: the play I like the best, uh, probably, oh, that's a good one. Um, I'm going to go with the Seahawks. I, I okay. think that's the play. I mean, it's Thursday night football. I get it. But uh, right now, that's the only one that's standing out to me. Seahawks have got to uh, stem the tide here if they want to make the postseason. It's a
2: big, yeah. big game for them, uh, needless yeah. to say. They're all big from right. here on out. Mike, always Absolutely. great to talk to you, man. Thank you so much. All right,
1: guys. Have a great day.
2: Mike Pritchard, everybody, at MI Pritchard on the Twitter machine. Todd McShay has a mock draft. We'll look over it next. Numbers Game in and
0: sports At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field.
5: A numbers game on v the sports betting network.
0: College bowl season just a
2: couple days away. About to kick off. v has you covered with this year's college football bowl guide. This year's guide has picks on the spread and total of every bowl game from v experts along with Brent Musburger, Steve Mackinnon with power rankings for every team breaks down the motivational factors that affect bowl games. Josh Applebaum will give insight to bowl betting strategy and Adam Burke can help give you an advantage if you're part of bowl confidence pools. Anything with Adam Burke involved is worth your time. Give yourself an edge. Visit Beeson.com slash subscribe to check out the College Football Betting Guide. It's the College Football Bowl Betting Guide. vsincom slash subscribe. Skill Alexander, Kelly Bidlin. We get tweets at Beatty the Book. Always appreciated. Chris Heath checking in. Jake Hayner, who Will Hill brought up as uh, Todd McShay's 10th mocked quarterback in his uh, 1.0 draft. Son of local KTVU Fox News anchor Julie Hayner. For those of you who are from the Bay, oh, I didn't know that. Thank you, Chris Heath. That's interesting. Okay. Bill Hooker at BH Buying he says, "I enjoy watching Maria Taylor no matter what she's doing." Talking about the awkward. Uh, okay, Bill. Jason Garrett's there. <laughs> Is there yeah, every to every one of these tweets, you should just be like, "Okay,
3: Bill. okay, <laughs> okay,
2: Bill." Uh, it's not juice if he win Checks back in. He says, "Personally, if I could get ten to twenty k on my entry from the initial one k, I would be happy with that." Talking about the uh, hedging. Kevin B, K Bender, 23 Joe was awesome talking about Joe Peta. Does it change anything that the Packers are Monday night? Not only will you know what teams were taken, but you'll know the outcomes and therefore know how many entries were eliminated. Yes.
3: Yeah, that totally. does
2: matter. Totally does. Absolutely does matter. Al Giannis, just some clarity on that hedging tweet before. He's right because I sounded confused. He goes, Gardner's cut hedges. That tweet was using a play on words to state that hedging can be used as a better as well, and not just gardeners cutting plants. I love it when listeners I explain forgot. things to me, like I'm a two year old.
3: I forgot the tweet already that you read earlier. <laughs> That's
2: great, uh, Todd Bubba Horowitz. So, Gil, here's what hedging means. Uh, gardeners typically use a hedge. Oh, okay, thank you, Todd Bubba Horowitz. He said Joe was spot on from a trader's standpoint. Hedging is not negative EV. It is taking the risk out of the trade and locking in profits. Uh, profits. The Sharps, quote-unquote, don't get that part of the trade. Take that, physic! From Todd Bubba Horowitz. And uh, the angriest guy in New Jersey reacting to Mike Pritchard, he says, shame he didn't break Todd Wishnev's arm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, <man.
2: laughs> Best listeners ever. Uh, action Albatross. You need the visual on this, Moe. Uh, though, but he's, he's, there's something there. Yeah, that's, I can't really translate it on the radio, but basically talking about the Jason Garrett creepy stare as well. Um It's fabulous. All right, so Todd McShay, what is it, December, mid-December
3: we're calling it? Yes, it the, is the 14th ne- of December.
2: Never too early to put out a mock draft. By the way, do you know, like, fantasy football players who do mock fantasy drafts in, like, April? I oh, like, Yeah!
3: I mean, we're laughing about this. I yeah. didn't even think about that. Those you know are how, the people. Do you know how crazy fantasy guys get?
2: Bro, my buddy Tommy, he goes, Gil, it's never he goes, Gilly. It's never too early to mock my draft. That's what a champion does."
3: I, I remember. I don't think it was this past off season, but it was. I think it was two off seasons ago. I had a friend. I had a friend who I, I was. I was. I think I was back in Florida. I was seeing him, he's like. It's like May or June, right? He's like, Kelly, so uh, I got the third pick of my fantasy draft this year. What do you think I should do with it? I'm like, it's May, man. Like, I don't know. Like, let's think about this in a couple months.
2: Well, Todd McShay did the for real one, uh, the mock draft of what will be the real NFL draft this coming April, uh, which again, from a betting standpoint, if you are new to betting, we talk about all these different ways to bet. Uh, You're betting pie, if you will. Some of it. You know, I'll just use, use mine as an example. Some of it is based on, you know, data that you bet pre-flop tennis for me. By the way, please come back, tennis. I can't handle these NBA games anymore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> please come back. No, uh, that's
3: true. NBA and golf for me, right? Very, yes. Very data-based.
2: Yep. Very data-based. Some is going to be in-game looking for ways to exploit the algorithm that's behind an injury or just behind a situation at certain times. Yep. late In the first half, we talk about others are information-based. Uh, Information-based like the NFL Draft, where it is really a Googling contest, quite frankly. Who can get the information quicker?
3: I'm just thinking, I guess that's also NBA-based, but yeah, okay. Sure. Because <laughs> you got to get right. injury information. That's yeah. right.
2: As injury news comes later and later. Right. The but NBA bowl
3: games, we've talked about this with?
2: Bowl games used to be its own thing, right? Bowl games before the transfer portal, even before the transfer portal was... You're sort of playing amateur psychologist. Right,
3: motivation factors. Is yeah. this
2: team going to be
3: upset that they didn't get to that bowl and they're settling for this bowl? Yeah, um, Bama's not in the semifinals. How are they going to treat that? Do they care about winning a bowl that's not in the semifinals?
2: These coaches have moved on, not just the head coaches but the coordinators. Oh, this team gets to play near their home, uh, home campus. Um, there's all kinds of things that we used to try. By the way, I wish we could have gone back with all of our amateur psychology and bowls over the years and see what our record would be exploiting I bet you it would be a coin flip on all of that. There was a great year. Once I was staying at the Hard Rock, and USC was playing at the, in the Las Vegas Bowl. Yeah, And the word got around the Hard Rock. I basically lived there. The word got was, oh, all these USC guys are at Babes. Babes was the nightclub at the Hard Rock back in the day. They're all there. Oh man, they're gonna get crushed. I think it was Fresno State. They're gonna get crushed by Fresno State tomorrow. Everybody's betting Fresno State. USC rolled them. See, I always just lo- rolled them.
3: I always love that uh uh like that kind of take too, Because yeah. right? we always talk about that with that's always a big like, oh, got the South Florida flu, right? Or the Vegas yeah. flu, right? They mm. came out here, played a game, they're gonna party. Well, there's a couple factors, right? Gil, like some people can hold their booze better than others. You know what I mean? Like see, maybe they partied and then they went to bed early. Like we always jump at these things. Like they are, hey, Oh, it's a hundred percent, you know, it's not infallible that they could actually go out, have a good time and still win a game the next day. It's like, no, it, it probably happens more than you think.
2: Yeah. And now with the transfer portal, and this was, you know, this was sort of a thing that was started by Leonard Fournette and Christian McCaffrey, uh, some years ago when they decided before their bowl games, their respective bowl games, they're like, deuces, we're out of here. We're going pro. We're not risking injury. And we here were like, yeah, surprised this didn't happen earlier. Yeah. Now you have a transfer portal. You don't know who's playing. Like Grayson McCall thing with Coastal Carolina is still up in the air. Is he playing? Is he not? Who knows? Anyway, here's Todd McShay's mock draft. So this is information-based now, a Googling contest. But here's your first stab at it. And Kelly was right when he said earlier, these mock drafts, whether it's McShay, whether it's Kuiper. Uh, who's my man over at uh, the other guy that was that that does such great drafts? Jeremiah, Daniel Jeremiah. Yeah, Daniel Jeremiah. Yep. That dude has been on fire. I, I, he's
3: he's probably
2: he's the biggest market mover. I
3: know people keep track of these records, yeah. but I believe he is the most accurate over the past, you know, 5 years or whatever.
2: I'm going to say when he puts out his mocks, it's the most market moving of the bunch. But here's McShay's first stab at it. Bryce Young from Alabama goes to the Texans. He's got Jalen Carter, the defensive tackle from Georgia going to the Seahawks. Second, Um, Seahawks have that pick from the Broncos in the Russell Wilson trade. Let us never forget Will Anderson Jr., who's played at Alabama, I believe, 17 years now. Uh, he would go to the Bears at three, according to Todd McShay's 1.0 draft. C.J. Stroud, quarterback from Ohio State, goes to the Lions. Oh, the Lions are going to say, this ain't your job, Jared Goff. We're drafting the kid. And then the Eagles, don't forget, the Eagles have the Saints pick. So the Eagles would go Bijan Robinson, the running back from Texas, because that's what the Eagles need—more of a running game.
3: Uh, it, it's kind of funny though, because you do you, you think about running backs going high, and you don't really—I mean, we haven't seen many uh, many of them, right? Well, it's Saquon's the only one that's gone to no. the top twenty in like five years. Would
2: the Eagles really take Bijan
3: Robinson? Well, like, it is kind—I of, think it's one of those they could yeah. kind of, they could view that as kind of the luxury pick, right? Will Levis from uh,
2: Kentucky would go to the Falcons at six. That makes perfect sense. Desmond Ritter, well, does it make perfect sense because they just drafted Desmond Ritter a minute ago? Well, I think that's where... They're gonna find out what they have in Ritter.
3: Exactly. You're gonna find out what you got in Ritter here these next few weeks, so and I then guess maybe t- make a decision.
2: I guess Todd McShay's already decided what they have in Ritter.
3: Yeah. Uh, you, you know, you always obviously got to keep in mind these teams are gonna change, right? They, yes. They, this will not be the order of teams.
2: So many, so many factors still to change. We're just, we're just doing this for giggles. I and mean, it, for
3: us a little bit, it's more just seeing what players he's got higher, higher range, Yeah,
2: right? and, he's, and just to skip ahead, he's got Anthony Richardson. We talked about this a little bit with Futak yesterday. He's got Anthony Richardson who uh, decided to go pro out of Florida as the 11th pick going to the Panthers. And I made the comparison to Cam Newton yesterday. So that uh, is pretty interesting. So anyway, that's just a a sort of first look at it. I don't know what we learn from this, but we'll do this a number of times between now and the NFL draft. Just as Kelly said, know kind of what the consensus opinion is and then how you might be able to exploit that moving forward. This is a
3: perfect example here, Gil. So here's here's our odds to be the first overall pick. I sent these in last night. There you go. Did send these in last night. Current odds, 25-cent move. Bryce Young plus 125, C.J. Stroud plus 175. So, you know, really, I would assume based mainly off of McShay releasing a mock draft, we've gone in the Bryce Young direction for first overall pick here. And that's the biggest thing for me is going to be keeping track, just keeping track of these quarterbacks and how guys have them slotted because what you're going to keep hearing is how talented Bryce Young is, but is his height a factor? And look, we've had a lot of small quarterbacks in this league that have not worked out over the past four or five years now. And I don't know. It's going to be interesting to watch. I've got – Matt Brown and I have Will Levis tickets at 40-1 to 1 in this market. We bet before the season.
2: He did not do himself any favors No, this he year. did not. He did but, not. But now having said that, how many times I've been on this show and said, what happens between the Super Bowl and the NFL draft, what goes through NFL yep. GMs and front office minds – how they convinced themselves of something they didn't
3: see that whole college. Like, it's just amazing. Well, I think him and Le- uh, Levis and Anthony Richardson, yeah. right? All it takes is one team to fall in love with they you. And could, those guys got skill sets. They could totally
2: talk themselves into that. They really could. I know it sounds crazy now, but, I mean, it happens every year with yep. these guys. Happens every year. All it takes is one. We'll come back. Uh, we got a whole bunch more to get to, including... Including our NFL awards look. In fact, why don't we do that after the break? Let's take a little heat check on those. It's a numbers game at Visa, the sports betting network. A numbers game
5: on Visa, the sports betting network.
2: Visa is the gift that keeps on giving. Become a Visa Pro subscriber for only seventy-nine United States dollars and get access to everything we do from now through the big dance. Sign up today. You'll also receive twenty dollars to buy Visa sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear at our online store. Only Veasan Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by Veasan show hosts and guests, though. Tools like our betting splits that let you see where the money and bets are moving every game, deep dive betting reports, plus our ongoing College Bowl coverage with best bets on every single bowl game. It's a limited time offer, though. So sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift and get Veasan Pro access through the end of March Madness at Veasan.com/slash-subscribe. We get tweets at beating the Book. This is uh, Bruce Dobiggin, who says. Uh, Oh, he was talking about the uh, hedging thing. He goes, Gil explaining." No, that gil explaining is if I was uh, explaining the difference between the hedge of the gardener and the better.
3: <laughs> I kind of like that though. Yeah. <laughs> I'm stealing that. Yeah. Who's that, Bruce?
2: Bruce, no Hey
3: Bruce, let me know if I can steal that. I'd like to drop so, splained on the show. Stop splaining me. Stop
2: gillsplaining <laughs> me. Oh, this was the opposite. J, uh, touchdown, Jesus. Didn't know about Julian Jake Hayner either. Look out for Dennis Richmond's nephew and Mark Ibanez's godson. That's a little Bay Area humor, by the way, everybody. Uh, love the show. When actionable and even when not. Oh, thank you. That's very kind of you. Um, okay, uh, Kelly did something over the break that I'd like to share with everybody. He went to the restroom. Why is this noteworthy? Uh, because when we did Prime Action with our buddy Matt Brown and with Danielli, Danielle Alvari, uh, we used to have all kinds of side bets going on during the show. That mm-hmm. was that kind of became the show inside the show. We just had bets going. What was the bet with you? Matt Brown said to you. I bet you can't go to the bathroom at any point during the three hours of that show.
3: Yeah, that bet was never actually made, but it was something, I believe he challenged me to not use the restroom during the You know what? See, this is being spun oddly. People Uh, feel free to weigh in on Twitter. We did this show for two years. Yes, we did. Gil and Matt Brown sat up there every day for three straight hours. Camels. And never once went to the restroom. I think I saw Matt go once. I don't think you ever went. Nope. I think Matt, in two years of doing that show had to excuse himself during a break. I didn't even stand up for most of those shows. Yeah, good point. You That's didn't right. even get out of that chair. That's, right. That's a good point. Well, I'm here all night. Yet, yet I'm the weirdo somehow for yeah. two years, over two years having to use the restroom every once You're not a while.
2: the weirdo. You just lost a
3: bet. No, no, I didn't lose a bet because Matt Matt, then, you know, getting a little cocky like Matt does, right? He offered me the bet of, <laughs> like, if you don't go to the bathroom during a single show for a month, Yeah. you know, I'll, I'll pay out this or whatever. And I was like, I'm not going to make it a
2: month. So the, where I was going with this, is this was trumped by the famous eggnog. Yes, bed. it was. So it there is was it probably
3: is, around this time of year.
2: Holiday season.
3: Last yeah. year, mm-hmm. around this time of year, we were having an eggnog. I don't know how eggnog got brought up, but you know how it does when we have these shows. It gets brought up, and the instant reaction of eggnog's disgusting, and I'm like, I like eggnog. I like eggnog. <laughs> so Matt was so disgusted by it, he challenged me to drink uh well, uh, you guys might have to help me out with this half. Ga- I was a ha- not a half gallon. First, half of gallon? All,
2: first of all, the two of you negotiating this half took a, was just Makes an sense, ongoing yeah. thing every day.
3: Yes, it was. So okay, this was a half gallon. Yeah. I got to drink in two hours during while we were doing the show. Yes, it was truly disgusting. But yes. you won the bet. Oh, I won it easy. Oh stop!
2: You won the bet. It wasn't that easy. You were slowing know. down. It was, at the end. it was painful. And and in the end. You have never had another sip of eggnog. I haven't
3: had. I haven't had another sip of eggnog
2: because because it was so disgusting to you. Even be, though you won the, the bet, I
3: believe the figure was three hundred dollars. I believe.
2: I believe we call that a pyrrhic victory. So you won the bet, but really, who won? Yeah, These I really, don't know who yeah. won,
3: man. I, I used to love eggnog. I haven't had a sip since.
2: So not uh, last. Not so getting, not last getting Christmas. getting to the point, I can't challenge you to an eggnog bet this year. You can't do. it? You're not going to do it.
1: I'll
3: be open to negotiations. All right, well,
2: negotiations are beginning. Yeah, ongoing thing. All right. They begin now. Uh, <laughs> awards. Let's do a heat check on some of these NFL awards because we do this every every couple few weeks. Yeah. And we just want to see if there's any value. And We've talked about it before, but bear with us. So here is – this is very different from the discussion we had two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, Patrick Mahomes was the favorite in the NFL MVP market, and Tyreek Hill was the favorite in the Offensive Player of the Year. And I uh, I said at the time, I'm like, yeah – if you give it to, if you give it to uh, Patrick Mahomes for MVP, and if you give it to Tyreek Hill for Offensive Player of the Year, the problem with that, and I even think I used the phrase fly in the ointment then, as I did earlier with the hedging, the problem is you can't shut out Jalen Hurts. Well, now, after Patrick Mahomes threw the three picks against the Broncos, and yes, to the person who tweeted, is Patrick Mahomes the only guy who can be considered having a bad day if he throws with 350 yards in victory, but throws three picks? Well, yeah, when you're having an MVP discussion... It matters, and so Hertz is now the favorite at minus one sixty five. May Holmes two to one. Joe Burrow seven to one. The only other person in single digits. Look at Josh Allen falling to eighteen to one. Yeah. So I mean,
3: all right, real quick. Of I think this li- is.
2: I think this is happening. I think Hertz is winning.
3: Who's live in this market? I think it's a two horse race. I don't. I don't even. Well, maybe three. Burrow Third. could maybe bring some ridiculous yeah, numbers. He could. But here's here's what I kind of wanted to talk about. Uh, with this stuff, Gil, if we believe, okay, if Jalen Hurts wins the MVP, does that then take him out of the offensive player of the year race? Yes, it does. And you think it goes to one of the wide receivers, let's say Justin Jefferson, whose odds on favor right now, or Tyreek Hill, maybe he cut, catches back up. Yes. I have a bet on him. I'd like that. Do you think that happens? Yes. Okay. Now, the I the other way I'm going to twist this is if we have MVP odds, these move again. Was looking at this last week, I believe. Looking at the quarterbacks who had one offensive player of the year over the past, I went over 20 years. So this dates back to the 90s. Of the quarterbacks that have won offensive player of the year, every time they've won offensive player of the year, they also have one MVP. So it's interesting to see how these odds are moving, both in the MVP market and the offensive player of the year market.
2: This is we often say. Sometimes the best bets are the bets not made. Yes, I, it's there's too many moving parts here for all the reasons stated. So,
3: so that's what I, my I,
2: theory is: this that if Jalen hurts, and again, you know, if 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 Jalen hurts wins MVP, Tyreek Hill or Justin Jefferson is going to win Offensive agreed. Player of the Year. If Patrick Mahomes wins MVP there is no chance in hell they're going to give him Offensive Player of the Year also, Agreed. and they'll give that to Jalen Hurts. I, that's I, or, my thinking. Or,
3: or at least I think Jalen Hurts is immediately back in the running with yes. Justin Jefferson and maybe Tyreek Hill.
2: So it's impossible to, unless you can anticipate both, like, if you, unless, you know, it's if this, then the other. So if you can't figure out the if this part, you can't bet then the other.
3: So, so, and that's where I'm kind of thinking, if you don't have a bet, like if you don't have a bet in the Offensive Player of the Year market right now, Unless you have Jalen Hurts, an MVP ticket on Jalen Hurts right now or already, I would not be betting the Offensive Player of the Year market. Yeah. I think it's too dangerous for you to bet into right now.
2: Defensive Player of the Year. Um,
3: These odds have changed big time. This market is a, uh, a two-horse race here at this point. Yeah, Micah Parsons was about minus 1,400, though, about two weeks ago.
2: Yeah, trust me. I know because I have Micah Parsons at plus 650, and I Forgot was like, about that. Hey, yeah.
3: hey, hey, look at me. I'm a
2: genius. Nick Bosa has tightened this. But really, wouldn't it only take one more great Micah Parsons game for this to be game over? Like if he just comes out and has one of these games where he, you know, two sacks, a forced fumble, fumble recovery, whatever he does, everyone on a defensive field. I still think it his it's his to lose. By the way, Quinnen Williams, phenomenal, but he won't win this. Yeah. at 50 to Although 1.
3: Although good news, I guess good news for him. I think I saw he's date they're listening day to day now,
2: I think yeah. is what I saw. I mean, Matthew Judon great season, 50 to 1, but he's not winning it. So It, it
3: is interesting to me though how how little respect you, you know, we want to talk about the Patriots defense and Bill Belichick all season long, yet Matthew Judon's been right in the sack leading race pretty much the entire time, yeah. right now tied with Nick Bosa.
2: I just think that the Parsons thing, you know how much you know how much Oh, Cowboys. The Cowboys do anything, right? It's like, oh, my God, look at this guy. So I just think it takes one more game from Parsons to blow up and do something amazing. And I think it's still his.
3: Yeah, no, I agree.
2: Uh, Let's do offensive rookie of the year. Offensive rookie of the year. This is interesting, too, right? Because this was Kenneth Walker running away. Well, now Garrett Wilson is the short shot at plus 175. Walker and Watson. Christian Watson of the Packers has gone on a touchdown spree. They're both at 3-1, to one. Chris Olave's plus 550, everybody else is double digits, and notably Kelly, Kenny Pickett off the board after getting concussed and knocked out of the game in the first quarter this past week, and well, that's why they call it gambling.
3: Yeah. We really got to do an opposite rankings one of these days of like, I mean...
2: Does th- Brock Purdy at 25-1 to one have a shot?
3: Um, there's no way, right? There's no way! I don't say no way. Like, you in got other words, four, they, you got four guys, not even four guys, five guys there at the top because Damian Pierce, well, I checked last
2: five, week, five games should not be enough.
3: It should not be enough. Like D- Damian Pierce, even at the odds that he's in right now,
2: five plus games.
3: that guy, that guy is top 10 in the league in rushing yards. I believe
2: five games and three quarters should not be enough, should not be enough. But again, human beings voting on an award. Maybe to some it will be.
3: Damian Pierce is seventh in the NFL in rushing yards.
2: Yeah, no, he shouldn't be 14-1. He's not winning.
3: Like, why is he so much worse than those four other guys?
2: This is the most wide-open market of all It really is. Who knows? Who knows?
3: I have no recommendation whatsoever.
2: And then finally, Defensive Rookie of the Year. Real quick here as we go to break. Defensive Rookie of the Year... Ahmad Sauce Gardner, still a huge favorite, minus 500. Aiden Hutchinson's 5-1, Tariq Woolen 6-1. Tariq Woolen getting no respect in this market. None. Yeah. Oh, man. Do you think it's that big? He shouldn't be that big of a favorite. But he probably is the favorite, talking about Sauce.
3: Shouldn't be that big.
2: Yeah. Jason Weingarten from under a cloud of smoke. On the other side, numbers game, VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network.
0: A numbers game on VSEN, the
5: sports betting network.
2: BetMGM, the king of sports, folks, unleashing the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets. It's never been easier to join the action on the new BetMGM app, featuring a fresh redesign with improved features and quicker navigation. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM rewards. Sports betting's premier loyalty program, including exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks. When you wager with BetMGM, sign up with BetMGM or log in today to take advantage of BetMGM rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin. We get tweets at beating the book. Cameron Morton. What to do if I have Tyreek Hill, Offensive Player of the Year, thirty to one, and Hurts MVP at nine to one? Stop bragging! Stop bragging to Stop us about boasting. it! Boasting. <laughs> Good for you, man. He's just wondering. What do I do if I have all these awesome tickets? Man, should be happy about that. Bruce Dobiggin, Uh it's yours, Kelly. Gil explaining. He says, but I think it can also apply to listeners lecturing Gil on arcane points of shrubbery. <laughs> Right. right.
3: Yeah, well, you got Twitter splained there. That's what you got. Yeah, I got
2: Twitter splained. Guy in cornfields. Isn't it funny how people calling for Geno and now Goff for comeback player of the year, but nobody's talking about Josh Jacobs, who was playing in the Hall of Fame game in August and now's leading the league in rushing and total scrimmage yards. Not only was he playing in the Hall of Fame game, he's fighting for his job playing in that game. They're
3: yeah. going to cut him. Past couple of weeks, I feel like a lot of people have been throwing out names in this market. Like, why isn't Jared Goff, you know, a yeah. higher up there? Um, Jacobs, I've heard brought up, brought up a couple times. Again,
2: it's the most nebulous of all the, you know, again, Jason Weingarten yeah. is about to join us. Perfect. Example. He wants Nick Gates, an offensive lineman, you know, right. Who, who had tons of surgeries.
3: Who but he makes on, the perfect case for it. It's just, case,
2: just that he's an offensive lineman, right? Let's bring in Jason Weingarten. Ladies and gentlemen, back stateside from under a cloud of smoke. Uh, the host of the wide world of Weingarten podcast, wherever you get your podcast. How you doing, Jason?
5: Pretty good. Just uh, actually recorded a new episode. Should be going up any any minute now. What were you talking about? Uh, what was I talking about? Talked about Mike Leach a little bit. Uh, the Mauritius Open and the South African swing of the the European and Sunshine Golf Tours. Uh, I don't know. Would what you, else did would we you, talk about? Oh, all on... the awards. I went through all the awards like I, I usually do. The, the NFL awards. Um, you know, a whole, whole bunch of stuff. Talked about a my favorite, my favorite plane crash. Um, okay, maybe we shouldn't have talked about big, that. Yeah, big topic. Yeah.
2: Um so, let me ask you this uh, about the MVP and the Offensive Player of the Year because we were just throwing this around. What do you make of that? Like, if 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 Jalen Hurts wins MVP, he probably doesn't win Offensive Player of the Year. If Patrick Mahomes wins MVP, Jalen Hurts probably wins Offensive Player of the Year. Is that sort of what you're thinking as well?
5: I haven't really thought of it like that, but I think. Uh, you know, if if you look back, there are years where guys win both awards. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as MVP goes, I think Mahomes kind of drifting out a bit right now. Two to one is interesting to me. Um, kind of reminds me of all the conversations we had about Shohei Otani about LeBron. And that right. Mahomes is yeah. always such a a good quarterback and plays at such a high level that you know sometimes we we take for granted how good he is, but there's there's no question in my mind that Mahomes is the best, you know, quarterback in the NFL, the bet you know, the MVP. Um, Hurts is just kind of getting a bump because his team only has one loss, which I don't know how much you, you put on just, just Jalen Hurts being responsible for that, but for me it's it's a no brainer if you ask me, you know, who's the MVP, Mahomes or Hurts, I'd say Mahomes. Uh, the market seems to disagree with me though.
2: Is there did you add any awards bet at any point here recently?
5: Yeah, I bet a little bit on Mahomes. We drifted out two to one. Um, let's see what else. I could go through what I got here. Uh recently got to pull it up. Bet some more Travis Kelsey actually at twenty-eight to one. Why are we giving Justin Jefferson and Tyree Kill so much credit for having, you know, fifteen hundred or so receiving yards each when they both have six touchdowns. Travis Kelsey's tied for the league lead in touchdowns. Uh, he's at 12 with Devonte Adams. And to me, you know, the goal of football is to score touchdowns, not to, to rack up the most yards. Um, why aren't we, why aren't we giving uh, Travis Kelsey some consideration when he's having, you know, an, an all time season at tight end. And just in, in terms of fantasy, he, the gap between him and the second best tight end in fantasy is the same as the gap between the first and the 11th best wide receiver. So, you know, when, when you just look at his numbers kind of in context, he's He's having such a great season. I don't know why he's not getting more credit. Maybe because he's, you know, listed as a tight end and not a receiver.
2: I would ask you about the uh, Mauritius Open there, but I don't want to spoil people. Maybe people should go listen to your podcast. I don't want to take away the juice from that. Listen to the uh, Wide World of wi- uh, Wide World of Wine Garden for uh, golf tips in South Africa. Did you bet anything in the World Cup match? The second semi today. At 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. This between France and Morocco. What did you play here?
5: I've I have not bet anything in that game. I I don't have uh, much of an edge in in these soccer markets. So, you know, it's it's just me kind of throwing paint against the wall here. I did uh, I did bet some more offensive rookie of the year stuff. I think that's a pretty interesting market. You know, Brock Purdy's number just keeps moving. I saw. Thirty-five to one at uh, DraftKings, then thirty to one now, twenty-two to one. At what what price is it going to stop at?
2: So we had this, we 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 touched on this briefly last segment, and this is sort of like the what was the, the conversation in another sport we were having? It's sort of like the Jacob DeGrom conversation, right? Where it's like, okay, if Jacob DeGrom came back in early July, would that be enough runway for him to still win a Cy Young? Never happened. Uh, he never got back in time. Is five plus games? enough for Brock Purdy to win this award in your opinion
5: I think it would be unprecedented uh, unprecedented but not impossible um, circa had three 375 to one last week ended up down to 75 to one now it's down to 16 to one so you know someone someone got a nice bet down there won't won't say who um, but someone someone got a nice number there won't say who someone did yeah um, I just don't think it's actually very realistic. It's just a a situation where when you look at like Garrett Wilson, Mm -hmm. he has four touchdowns. Those four touchdowns came across two games. So, so far played like 13 games, scored, scored twice in two of them and zero times in 11 games. That's just not historically the type of production that wins you offensive rookie of the year. Kenneth Walker, he's averaging 59 yards a game. You know, that's, that's all right. You know, scored nine touchdowns. It's just not not there. Um, Christian Watson, he has nine touchdowns on the season, eight in the last month, but he only has 25 receptions for 400 yards. Can we really give it to him? I I, I would like him to get it. Cause I have him at 60 to one. Um, but, but I don't know how realistic it is. So I, I sort of think in, in a, in a normal year, there would be a clear cut winner. So Purdy maybe has a chance, but if you're betting him now, you've missed all the all the big numbers, I I wouldn't recommend, you know, piling into this at at this number. And it reminds me, it reminds me a lot of Wander Franco. We've talked about him a lot.
2: Yes. Yes. Wander Franco of the uh, Tampa Bay Rays. It is of of any, of any market this late in any season, about as wide open as they come offensive rookie of the year. It's anybody's guess at this point uh, who will win this Uh, last thing, Jason, any plays in the NFL for week 15 that you've made?
5: Yeah, I bet, uh, I bet Seattle plus three and a half on Thursday night. I mean, as, as good as, as Brock Purdy's, uh, you know, numbers have been and everything. Let's see how he does on a short week, taking three and a half at home. Seattle usually, you know, has a pretty nice home field advantage. It's, it's pretty loud, but, uh, if Brock Purdy's going to be the guy, he's going to get a win here and the hype train is going to, going to move on. So let's, uh you know, it's, it's some, something's going to give on Thursday and it's, it's either going to be uh Purdy's rookie of the year odds or, um, you know, Seattle's going to move, move up and then have a chance to to kind of tussle with the 49ers down the stretch.
2: All right, Jason, we appreciate it, man. Good to have you back in the country.
5: Thanks for having me. Always fun.
2: Jason Weingarten, everybody host of the wide world of Wine Garden podcast. And by the way, that dovetails into our, uh, Our pro tip of the hour, if you have conviction on someone in the Offensive Rookie of the Year market, definitely the most wide open of the award races and can offer the best odds. That is your pro tip for the hour. We do one every hour on VEASAN across every show, so that means at least 20 every day, all available for VEASAN Pro subscribers only at VEASAN.com, where you can sort them by sport and by show. This is Kelly Bidlin on primetime action, drinking some eggnog. Kelly is five minutes into this. Kelly has has opted for the pour-in-a-cup method. I have a text from Michael Monastano, last year's booby prize winner at Circa, who says, "Get Kelly a trash can." Stat. Up. Oh.
3: Spilled eggnog all over myself.
1: Oh, boy! Oh, 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 right. <laughs> that takes that ten point.
3: minutes off. That's ten minutes off the time you have. Now you have an hour fifty minutes. There it is. That's that is. You have an hour and fifty minutes He's now. You no longer up to have tricks. You have you no longer have two hours. I see what you're doing well, there. That's classic. garbage. Also, that's like half garbage. of it is ending up on your mustache and oh, That's the and beard. problem, I'm realizing.
2: So constant wow, haggling about didn't that bet. rich and creamy. We didn't, we didn't, and we, we want to see if we can uh, coax Kelly into doing it again. It's holiday season. Nothing like a good eggnog bet. Um, I don't know if there's studio rules, network studio rules, that uh, we'll have to circumvent. But I think we will if we can, if you know what I mean. Kelly and Eggnog, send in your uh, betting parameters if you'd like. We've done all we can do. Lombardi line is next. Enjoy for Visa, the Sports Betting Network.